0: And welcome back, episode number 32, Inside the Minds, your hat trick for food, beer, and sports talk. My name is Chris Wunnenberg. I'm joined only by one tonight. It's one of those things you just kind of get busy with our lives, busy with stuff going on. So it's just a one-two combo punch for you guys tonight with Bart. Bart, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. That one-two punch, bro. I like it. We, we did we did tag team that, uh, that interview, which... Went phenomenal, by the way. Aaron Glub. If you didn't listen to it, check it out. It is fantastic. So Yeah. That, I mean, that, that that went really well. So, I think we'll do really well today, too. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of like the stars of the show. So. I
0: mean, yeah, we really are. We don't really even need Kevin or Matt, to be honest. <laughs> Let's just kick them out, and they won't even know. Because Matt's, Matt's in Mexico right now. He's enjoying the Mexican sun right now, and the
1: a lot of tequila
0: the the past few snapchats we've been getting from him is just a ton of tequila so i think he's enjoying himself down there matt if you're listening to this we miss you on the show same with you kevin we miss miss having you on here and uh we'll be back probably to at least three of us on the friday and the weekend edition episode number 33 of inside the minds and all four of us returning back this time next week Let's start out. Let's, uh, Bart. I want to get into some NBA talk really quick uh, because I feel like the I feel like the NBA playoffs have been going as expected when they weren't at first. If that makes sense, like we yeah, there's saw definitely some, more drama early on. Yeah, there's a lot more drama than I thought there was going to be. I mean, Miami blew away by Indiana. That really wasn't a shock. Maybe a sweep was kind of a shock, but it, that one really hasn't. But all other series is, there's there's been at least a little bit of drama at the at at the least. The Lakers took down the trailblazers. I really don't think that was a shock, even though I do feel bad for Damian Lillard. And I know we mentioned this in our last episode. His oh, that dude's loyalty is just gonna get him in so much trouble. I feel bad for him.
1: It's okay, they'll get Giannis next year.
0: No, they won't. <laughs> if the Trailblazers get Giannis, I think the entire league is going to scream.
1: Uh, we'll see. I mean, but they they did take Game One, so at least at least they they caused a little bit of drama. But yeah, since then, I mean, I think everyone expected the Clippers to to take out the Mavericks too, right? They they won uh four to two.
0: Yeah, but again, that was a closer series, and I think people want it to be. Because, at, well, at the same time though, I think some kind of expected Dallas to maybe pull that one off just because Luca's been on a tear, Porzingis has been coming to his own.
1: Well, uh, just... Porzingis was was hurt for most of the series, though. Right? Yeah,
0: That's... but I mean, before the before the series started, at least I, I think that I mean uh, I were... was kind of looking at him to possibly pull it off, but then well, yeah, yeah.
1: and I'm sure people wanted Luca to win too because he's just been. He's been an absolute stud future MVP.
0: He's such a likable dude too. Yeah. yeah. He is such a likable dude. I really like Luca. I like his game. I like the way he plays. He's kind of got that X factor about him that makes him play really well. That, you know, makes him likable. I think that's the type of guy the NBA needs for marketability.
1: And he always, he's, he's very like, like the, his play is just unexpected. Like he just always brings it, you know, always, always something different.
0: Yeah, it really is. I and don't that know.
1: One, that one step back uh, uh, three for the win, that was wild.
0: Oh my God. What was that? Like 35 feet or something like that. Yeah, some, it, was, it was ridiculous. Shot. I I think the Mavericks, I think this is a learning curve for them. I mean, do you think that maybe the, the bubble had something to do with it? Is there a different outcome if the bubble isn't a thing and they're playing in home arenas? Like, does it sway at all?
1: Yeah, I I mean, uh, pr- probably for sure. I mean, the fans always, they, they you know, having ho- uh, home field or home court advantage is always, always huge. But you know, I I think it's I think it's just a sign of of, of what's to come. I'm sure uh, more uh, other players will be more attracted to come to Dallas to play with Luca too. So,
0: and it's not like Dallas is a is a is an incredibly small market either. That's the thing. It's like, not
1: that big of a city, but it's a pretty big market, though.
0: It's a big basketball market, and I think that's what would be I really attractive. I think sports attractive. in
1: general, honestly. Well, not, not so much hockey, but, but I mean, you, you think about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, right. somehow they're, they're always America's team, you know? So Exactly. It, it's just a big sports market.
0: Exactly. And that city, that city in general has found ways to make stars, or at least worldwide known stars out of like we were saying a smaller market like the Cowboys are a worldwide brand that might be because of you know their success in the 80s with Bill Parcells and whatnot the Mavericks made a worldwide star out of Dirk Nowitzki they're making a worldwide star out of Luka and I think there is a bigger market for Dallas especially basketball then I think what a lot of people normally think about because they're not the LA's they're not the Chicago's they're not the New York's but they have See, enough of a following though that I think it really does make an impact.
1: I, I pair them with, with, uh, with Philadelphia. Philly fans are some of the most hardcore fans and same, same with Dallas fans. You know they absolutely love their team and Dallas pretty much owns Texas and Texas is a huge state. You know, and then, I mean, for the Cowboys, you have Jerry Jones, billionaire, dude has all the money in the world. All right. He has world-class facilities Uh, and their marketing is just insane. Like they, they market their stuff everywhere. When you look at the NFL stuff, first thing you see is the Dallas star and, and same with, uh, with the Mavericks, they're owned by, by Mark Cuban. You know, he's one of the most successful business leaders in, in the country. So.
0: I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say that Giannis is going to go to the Mavericks. Right. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that right now, at least, but if you're a superstar and you're looking to go to another team next season, right. And off the top of my head, I I can't think of really anyone. I want to leave Giannis out of this, but um, (laughs) would you rather go to Houston or Dallas?
1: Oh 100% Dallas. Really? Yeah. I don't what's even in Houston. I think
0: I, I mean, mean Harden.
1: Yeah, but oh, Ross. Okay, but there's always some sort of drama over there though. Always. They're like that that is just drama city like ugh, I don't know. I, I would 100. percent I'd prefer uh, to play with a stable team like the Mavericks than than, you know, than a, a bunch of uh, you have a team where a bunch of players they just want the ball, you know. So like, are you going to get your share? Uh, who knows? Do people really want to play with Harden? I mean, they everyone knows uh, where the ball is going to, you know, when when it, it all comes down uh, to to winning the game, they're they're going to put it in Harden's hands. Good point. And Dallas just looks like a more attractive city too, so.
0: At this point, at this point, yeah. I mean, if if you're a superstar, I I don't know. I don't know. I think Dallas could get better this offseason. I really do. Oh,
1: 100%. And, and Luka's just going to get better too.
0: Anthony like Davis maybe?
1: Oh, oh. All right.
0: Kevin's going to like that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kevin's well, going
0: to really um, like that one when he hears that. <laughs> I don't know man, but Dallas <laughs> Dallas is on the rise. You know, they might have had a disappointing end to the season, but it's only the start to something great.
1: Absolutely. And the Clippers are a really good team too, so
0: Speaking of the Rockets, they're up 3 to 2 right now against the Thunder, but as we speak, the Thunder are actually up 38-37, 443 left in the second quarter. I don't know if that's going to hold, but the Thunder have been holding their own against Houston, and Houston just doesn't look like a good playoff team either. And I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier in that you just know where the ball's going. Yeah. You, you just do. Like, everyone thought, all the big basketball guys thought, once Chris Paul's on the Rockets, it's going to change. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make Harden pass the ball more. Well, it didn't.
1: It uh, does the opposite. Chris Paul is just feeding Harden and uh, Harden is getting better past it. <laughs> so that's, that's what changed.
0: <laughs> it's so funny to me because you go from that and if you are Rockets ownership, you, I, I just wanted to be in that meeting, right? I just wanted to be in a meeting where they're like, okay, we need to get a better, we need to improve our team. How are we going to do that with Chris Paul being gone? We need someone probably who's a playmaker, someone who's who, who passes a lot, and is a team guy. Who do we want? I don't know. Let's get Russell Westbrook. Rus- <laughs> Full set.
1: All, all chips in. Yeah, which which is like <laughs> – I'm telling you, dude, the, the Rockets, like, it's just – it's fueled by drama, um, and they just don't seem – collected as a team you know there's there those games are always going to like 150 points so you know there's 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 just no defense
0: (laughs) i guess i never thought about this until now but how crazy would it be if chris paul leaves the rockets goes to the thunder where they just got rid of russ and he and chris paul ends up beating houston
1: how insane that would be that would be hilarious in my eyes i mean i i feel like the nba is just built on stories like that so i 100 percent see it i do too yeah
0: I, I do too it would it would be the it'd be the nba's biggest meme it would it be.
1: Would, really would
0: it really would it whatever i don't know it's Right now, we'll keep you guys updated as we're recording 42 40 now, 320 left in the second quarter. Probably not going to finish this game out by the time this podcast is over, but it will be kind of fun to at least see how the game's progressing, how it's going as this recording goes on. And also, as we're recording this, it's 2 to 2, Tampa Bay and Boston in overtime right now. If Tampa Bay scores, two things happen, guys. Two things. One, they move on to the East finals Two, I win $5. So guys, <laughs> we have Let's some go Tampa. really high stakes right now. <laughs> I, I'm thinking Braden point another overtime winner. I,
1: oh, I don't know. Absolutely. You never know. That dude's been a stud. We'll definitely get to that when we get to hockey and
0: we will. Yeah. Just-
1: since we're doing some score updates, the ABS are up five nothing on the stars. Wait, I cannot what? wait to talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh my
0: God, I have the over in that game too.
1: Five. I. That, well, that was that was
0: smart. Whoa. That was
1: very smart. Um, <laughs> let I'm so glad we, we. By the way, everyone, we adopted uh, two more gamblers. Ew. Uh So now there are three de- de- degenerates on the podcast, and I love it. It's it's fantastic. Who Matt? yeah Matt's also gambling,
0: oh yeah, that's right. He's not gambling well though
1: no, he is not that is that is that's just how gambling works, so
0: I mean, I'm up twenty dollars in three days, so
1: all right well that 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 won't last long, trust me you know, <laughs> you know what
0: quick let's just do a quick update and while i'm while I'm doing that, uh Bart, I want to know your thoughts on the nuggets and the jazz because. The Nuggets have just always been a team that just can't perform in the playoffs, but they're holding their own against the Jazz, who I thought would have been a, a decent finals contender, especially coming out of the East. The Nuggets seem like they got a chance going into, into Game 7 now. It's tied 3-3, three to three and Jamal Murray went off, and he's gone off. Dude, it's beautiful.
1: It has been the Jamal Murray and the uh, Donovan Mitchell show. They have been going wild. And it's, it's awesome. They're both dropping like 50 points, pretty much a game. Um, I'm not even surprised this series is is tied at uh, three to three. I mean, uh, this is probably the most exciting series in, in the playoffs right now. Uh, I would, I, I definitely prefer to watch the nuggets and the jazz over, over the Rockets and the thunder. That's, that's just, that's just me. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool series. You got, you got Murray and, and Mitchell just dropping buckets.
0: Oh, dang. I'm owing 3 today. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, man, luck turns so quickly. I- I'll
0: be, I'll be honest though. The ones that I won over the past couple of days, I actually put thought into and I actually put a little bit of research and I tried to make a good pick. See, sometimes
1: that goes against
0: you, though. No, no, no. I didn't try with these. Like, I just saw, you know what? Forget it. Maybe I'll get lucky today, and I just bet a bunch of underdogs, and they all lost.
1: What was the, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean. Oh,
0: my God. This is brutal. Wait, the Blue Jays lost. Oh, dang it. That one I actually researched. Wait, the Mets lost, too, with DeGrom? Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Celtics shoot meteors at the raptors 112 to 94 yesterday in a game that i bet the under and i'm glad i did yeah i had to do that <laughs> again <laughs> i had to do that math again yeah so i'm glad i bet the under in that one and that was one i kind of went back and forth with because the under I... was something like 216 i thought there's no way that they don't put up 216 but i've been kind of burned on overs and unders, but. You know, Dude, overs,
1: betting. especially in in basketball, it is it it is tough. Like I honestly, I wouldn't even bother with overs and unders in in basketball because I mean, it, it's like a ridiculous range from like two hundred points to like three hundred. Yeah. So, I I don't even <laughs> I don't even bother.
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to come up with some sort of system with it, but. It yeah, I don't know. We'll see if it, if it works one day. But it'll be interesting to see how the NBA playoffs really take shape, especially for the second round. Here's something I don't understand, and please let me know in the comments, or Bart, if you know this for sure. Why is the NBA scheduling so weird? Like, the, <laughs> the Heat and the Bucks are already done with, with Game 1 of the East semis. But the Rockets and the Thunder are only in game six of the first round still. So, uh, yeah, like, dude. in theory, we could have, like, two games done with the Heat and the Bucks in the second round before the Rockets and the Thunder even know who won that series. Like, I I don't understand the scheduling. Is it just to get it over with?
1: Oh, but but also, all right, So so let's say something crazy happens, right? One uh, of the teams in the East, they just blow through everybody, right? They just – they knock everybody out. There's a double sweep, okay? Yeah. And in the West, do you have teams going to game seven? So are you going to have the team in the East wait like two weeks?
0: <laughs> so you are saying like if the, heat, if the Heat sweep the box, hypothetically – it's very hypothetical. If the Heat sweep the box and then sweep the conference finals – like, could we even we have a team in the finals before we even know the East champ or like before we even know the East, East finals matchup,
1: dude, like, like Miami, is that possible? They, I, that that's what it looks like. I mean, they already, they already just, they just started games. So it, I guess it is kind of possible. Could you imagine if, if a team swept the rest of the way through, which already the East is just a whole bunch of broomsticks and, um, and that they could just leave the bubble, come back.
0: <laughs> quarantine again.
1: Quarantine for two weeks and still be ready to play. What is going on?
0: I really hope that happens. If, that if would be- I don't know if that's possible, but if you could let us know in the comments or DM us on Twitter or Instagram at ITMPod, let us know if that's a thing or not. I would love to know because – if it is, that's crazy in itself, and I think that would just make this entire playoffs just that much more funny.
1: And and you said uh, OKC is winning right now, right?
0: OKC is up. Oh, they just got down. It's a halftime right now. Fifty-one forty-eight. Down by three at the oh, half. Okay. So
1: well, if they pull off this game, they're still
0: right, in it. Yeah,
1: they're they're still in it, and they're still a like game seven. For both that game and the 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 Denver Utah series, oh, gosh, it's just so it it doesn't make sense. I'm so
0: sorry. if the Thunder and Rockets go to Game Seven, the Heat and the Bucks will play Game Two before they even tip off Game Seven. I don't uh, get that.
1: Oops. It doesn't make sense.
0: I don't. I don't get any of this. I That's don't get any hilarious. of this. Let us know in the comments, DM us. Talk to us. I want to know. I want to know your thoughts on it too. If you think that's kind of stupid, they should just like let everybody just kind of catch up like every other league does. So give us your thoughts on that. DM us at ITM Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Let's move on. NFL football.
1: <laughs> Where's yeah. Leonard
0: Fournette going? I can't believe it. I really can't believe it because I'm not the biggest all around NFL fan. I'm more of a, a Bears fan partially because they signed my paychecks, but like, (laughs) I, I just, I just remember Leonard Fournette as this, as this really dynamic back, like what happened?
1: Dude, I remember him at LSU. I do too. He was stiff arming people into their graves. I'm like, man, this guy is going to be a monster. He had probably one of the most incredible highlight reels coming out of college, you know? I mean, but but with bruising uh, backs like Leonard Fournette, it was it was bound to happen that he's going to have injury issues. On top of that, he was suspended by the league. I can't remember for what. And then he was suspended by his own team for not showing up to practice or something like that. I think like like uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, dude, I, I what is Jacksonville doing to begin with, though? Because they also traded their best defensive end to the Vikings. I mean. With Jacksonville, like, what do you? They're going for the first overall pick, but they're racing with Bill Belichick, so they they yeah. better watch out.
0: You know what's crazy too is if that's the case, if that's the case, the two teams that were in the AFC Championship not a couple years ago are now racing for the number one pick.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. that is <laughs> really crazy. Is crazy I mean, I was still shocked that the Jaguars made it that far, but we all they all were. were. Yeah, they had an incredible. Incredible. De- I mean, they had a, an incredible defense, which obviously that is all broken up now. They're all in in different spots. But you you look at the past uh, like five years of Jacksonville's first round picks, pretty much all gone, right? Leonard Fournette, Blake Bortles, Luke Jokel—I think that was his name, right? <laughs> he's not even relevant anymore. Oh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, which obviously that was a great pick, but he's gone. You know, so, dude, this team is dismantled. They have nothing to build on.
0: No, they don't. They don't. And did you see Adam Schefter's tweet earlier today?
1: I may have. He's been tweeting like crazy, though.
0: Yeah, he has. I don't know if you specifically saw one on the Jaguars. Adam Schefter reporting about 13 hours ago from this this recording. We're at 930 or so. At night on... Today's Monday. Yeah, on Monday, the 31st. And he said, Jaguars did all they could to trade Leonard Fournette in the spring and then again this summer. But as Jaguars head coach Doug Maroney said today, we couldn't get anything. A fifth, a sixth, anything. We couldn't get anything. So with that being said, I don't know if he finds his way on another squad for what he's going to get or for what he wants to get.
1: Right. And I think well, I think that's he's owed like him. 4 million or something like that if if whoever picks him up off of waivers, he's so I am not exactly sure how on, on how all of that works, but he, here's the thing though. Everyone already knew that that the Jaguars wanted to get rid of Fournette one way or another, and they were going to do it one way or another cuz they 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 just can't keep him there. And so teams were like, yo, we're we're just gonna wait out. And that's that is the biggest thing about social media, right? You have leaks everywhere. Once you have a leak that like, you know, a team wants to get rid of someone and teams are are, are willing to just wait and see what happens, this is what you're gonna get. You know? So I mean I, I David Montgomery is uh hurt his groin in practice last week uh he might not be available for week 1 dude i would i i i would take him i would love to see him in a bears uniform just absolutely stiff arming linebackers into into soldier field like i would love that i i don't care if he doesn't last long right i think it would be an insane one two punch he is a little bit better in, in the passing game too than he was previously why not
0: That's interesting.
1: I think it'd be so cool. That's
0: really interesting.
1: Like, it it would be a reason for me to be excited for Sundays for Bears football. Watch Leonard Fournette absolutely run over people, because he does. Last year, he had, like, 1,600 yards. Mm -hmm. Right? The issue was he only scored three touchdowns, which, like, I mean, kind of blame that on the system, too. But I think it'd be so cool. He doesn't really fit Nagy's system. But he's a guy that can run in between the tackles, no problem.
0: So here's an interesting one that I don't know if you, if you agree with this, but can you imagine a Leonard Fournette, Clyde Edwards-Ilaire one-two punch in Kansas City? Can you just yeah. sit back and think about that for a second? First-round pick. The first running back Andy Reid's ever taken in the first round. And you pair him up with Leonard Furnett, That is yeah. a dangerous run game.
1: I mean, I think everyone in the league might as well admit they have COVID and um, just not play this season. Just just give Man, that wouldn't even be competitive. <laughs> you, could you imagine trying to play defense? You have Patrick Mahomes slinging the ball. You have Tyreek Hill zooming past you. And then you have probably one of the biggest running backs in the league in letter four net possibly running at you. You know, a, a, a young guy that looks really promising from also from LSU. You have an LSU backfield. Mm-hmm.
0: There's that chemistry there. I and think there's that Travis locker room Kelsey, chemistry.
1: Travis Kelsey too. Like, that's 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 not fair. No.
0: especially if he takes a little bit of a discount, which I think he would.
1: <sighs> he might have to. I. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, dude. I mean, no. Let's let's not. I, Roger Goodell needs to step up and be like, Hey, this can't happen. <laughs> Yeah, because they they still have their offensive line intact too. So, dude, no. And also, okay. The, uh,
0: uh, all right, I, I was about to balance it out a little bit, but go for it.
1: Yeah, I was I was just gonna mention that the Chiefs uh, finalized a deal with Andy Reid and the, and the GM for another six years too. Good so. Lord, <laughs> I mean, if they can handle that salary cap which it looks like they are somehow. They just seem to have a bigger pocket than everybody else somehow. Yeah. I mean, the value is just yeah. better all, all around, but they're drafting well. They're drafting, drafting really, really well. well. And you already have the key pieces in place. You just need some some solid fillers.
0: I'll balance this out, and I think that this one has – upside i'm not saying that it's gonna just blow the league away i'm saying it has upside but maybe a leonard fournette jordan howard combo with tua as the quarterback in miami i think that would be a decent decent look for them
1: i mean like they're they're just they're just similar running backs already you know, they kind of give you the same thing. I was, I was hearing Philly fans want Fournette. You know, which which Philly has kind of done that, like rotating running backs too. So, I, I wouldn't surprise me.
0: I mean, the Eagles, yeah, I could, I could see it, but I think that's—I don't know if that would be the top choice right now. I just don't know if that would be the absolute top choice for because the
1: number one choice is to the Bears, of course.
0: Yes. <laughs> no. I don't know. The more I'm thinking about that Kansas City look.
1: Oh, oh my god. The I, more
0: I, I'm liking it.
1: I really I really hope it's not possible.
0: It is possible. Anything's is possible. possible.
1: I don't I don't want it to be possible though.
0: You heard Kevin Garnett. Anything's possible, Bart. <laughs> Anything is possible, including Leonard Fournette going to the Chiefs. My God, they'd be Super Bowl favorites more than they already are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It would. It wouldn't even be close.
0: No, it wouldn't be.
1: Gambling wise,
0: it really wouldn't be. You might as well just put put your entire life savings right on the Chiefs.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm kidding. Don't ever do that, young betters.
1: Doing it if no. if, if he signs with the Chiefs, I'm doing it. <laughs> and then the first two weeks, uh, half the team gets COVID, and tank the playoffs, and season over, I lose my life savings. That, that's then, what would happen. And then
0: the Texans win the Super Bowl because <laughs> they don't have anyone standing in their way.
1: I would I would be happy for D- Deshaun Watson. He deserves it.
0: I would be too. I don't think I'd be happy for Bill O'Brien, not going to lie. No, no,
1: he, he sucks. I'd be happy
0: for Deshaun. Coming up after this word from our sponsor, we're gonna get into some hockey because it is starting to really heat up right now. Tampa Bay and Boston just ended their first overtime, about to get into their second, second overtime. And Colorado is showing spurts of what we thought they were. But is it too late? We'll get into that after this word from our sponsor. Now everyone could use a little mindfulness during a time like this and that's why our friends over at Alpha Sport Performance are offering a discount on all of their services. Alpha Sport Performance is dedicated to help you improve your mental toughness, create better habits, eat healthier, and set new goals to show 2020 who's boss. It's never too late to start improving your mental performance at ASP. It makes it super easy by making all appointments virtual so you can meet them from the comfort and safety of your own home. Whether you're an athlete, student, musician, first responder or work in any field where you have pressure to perform, you too can benefit from mental performance training today. To check out their services and schedule your free consultation, go to alphasportperformance.com and type in the promo code ITM20 at checkout, that's ITM as in inside the minds, two zero, that'll apply a 20% discount to any service that you purchase. Again. That's alphasportperformance.com promo code ITM twenty. The NHL playoffs are starting to heat up, as I mentioned before. That read from our good friends over at Alpha Sport Performance. Be sure to check them out. Use that promo code at checkout. As I mentioned before, and. Going to a live update, they actually just dropped the puck on the second overtime between Boston and Tampa Bay. And Tampa scores during the conference finals, which is something that I think that they were expected to do. But after last year, everyone had their doubts about it. But they're finally in a position where they can make their core guys actually in a spot to start winning championships one way or another. I think that's something that they've been missing for the past couple of years and they're finally in that position to 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 do so.
1: Yeah, and I think the the key has been the the trades that they have made during the offseason at the deadline. They traded for some gritty guys and that was the big difference from the past few years is they they were missing that grit. They had all the skill in the world. I mean, they were they were out shooting teams like crazy, scoring points like crazy. The f- past few seasons, um, they were winning Presidents' trophies, but that's they, they didn't have a team built for the playoffs, and now they do. Blake Coleman, right, uh, traded from from the Devils uh, f- at the deadline. He has been a huge difference. They—they they have actually been out hitting Boston. Okay, I mean, is that something you thought? uh, you would see from, from the lightning, especially the past few seasons, you know? Uh, So, I mean, I, I I picked them to go all the way. I picked them to win the Stanley cup. I still uh, think that's true. Um, Boston, they, they lost their physicality and they're definitely not as deep as, as the lightning.
0: That's an issue that I brought up when we were going over our Stanley cup predictions I thought Boston had a chance to do really well, and they have that perfection line. They got guys like Krejci. They got guys like – their defense is phenomenal. And yeah, Tuka, the Rask, Tuka Rask is, is, is all, an all-world goalie. Problem is, is that when Tuka Rask isn't in there, you're taking a lot of goalie depth out of that, now you're putting it all on the shoulders of Yaroslav Halak.
1: And Halak's really good. He deserves to start somewhere.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's he's proven that for sure. He's definitely proven that he can start somewhere. Even at at, at his age, I think he still can be a very productive I I would go one B goalie. Oh I don't yeah. know if I don't know if he's one A, but he is definitely a one B type of guy right now. And there's a lot of teams that need that. Oh, so man. I, I think he's going to get another payday. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, massive, but I think it's going to be more than what he ever thought he was going to get next year.
1: Yeah. I, you, you mentioned the uh, Boston's defense. I think the lightning's defense is actually better and they're actually, they have, they have stronger depth, obviously Hedman. He's, he's probably been one of the best players in, in each of the the series, the lightning have, have gone through. Um, and and uh, Sergeyev, he's he's an upcoming defender. He's really good. Zach Bogosian is another another defenseman that they added that they really didn't know that they needed. You know, he's he's actually really shined in these playoffs because he's he's a really big physical defenseman. Um, and so I just overall that that defense has played way better than Boston. Also, I want to bring up Braden Point, stud, stud uh kucherov obviously is one of the most elite scorers in the league but brayden point can do it all he is so good
0: one guy from tampa bay i want to bring up is tyler johnson because i think he is a number one center on 22 or 23 teams in the league
1: oh absolutely
0: the problem is the dude is so streaky I was talking to one of my friends about this before we started, started recording. Daniel, thanks for the conversation. Appreciate it. But if you are listening, obviously he's listening, but you <laughs> are talking about it. But but Tyler Johnson's one of those guys where he could have a crap season, crap season, 90 points, 110 points, crap season. Like you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. And if he was, if he was consistent, he would be a number one center in, Sixty-six percent of the teams in the league, easy.
1: Yeah, and the the, the center depth that Tampa has is absolutely incredible. Because you're right, Tyler Johnson, really good. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, honestly, if people actually knew about him, he'd probably be up there for the Selkie. Dude is incredible defensively, and and, and he's starting to put up points too. Dude, I mean, like I. I think the Lightning are going to take a hit with the flat cap, but they they have they have a solid core built in this team and, and a lot of solid solid young guys. It's another team that's drafted really well.
0: I can't wait for our postseason episode. I really can't, and because I just want to see.
1: I love where, the off season.
0: Oh, I do too. And this off is going to be nuts because it's such a shortened off season. Like free agent frenzy is only going to be like. What maybe a month when it's normally three months?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be quick. Um, and obviously, like, what what are the players going to expect money wise? I what are teams going to do that are already in a salary crunch?
0: I I don't know. I really don't know. I think I, that's I'm going so to be excited
1: the, to talk about it. I I have so many so many things I want to say, but obviously, we're focusing on, on the playoffs right now.
0: Give me one take. One take.
1: Dude, I – okay. I, I, I've been hearing that Toronto wants Petrangelo. I know you're going to hate this.
0: No, and I, I don't hate it. I don't hate that take. The only problem that I have with Toronto wanting Petrangelo is they are going to be – if they don't win the cup next year, if they get Petrangelo, they are going to immediately be in cap hell.
1: Oh, absolutely. But I feel like at this point uh like this their leash has been getting shorter and shorter the past two seasons. I mean, you have you have three of the most dominant players in the league and you have nothing to show for it. Right? It's clearly the defense. Okay, you can't you can't just have just a couple uh, uh, role players here and there on defense, right? They they're very deep at the forward position. They're pretty deep, you know. But no no physicality, and I think Petrangelo might actually be the player to uh, to help them get over the hump.
0: I do too, and you know, I, I let me, I'll, I'll I'll give a take on this. We talked about this before before the episode started, Bart. Oh boy. If the, if the Maple Leafs don't get Petrangelo, they are getting Dustin Bufflin.
1: Dang, I thought they we were going to we bring up the Blues, but okay.
0: And vice versa. If he does sign mm. with the Maple Leafs, the Blues are going after Dustin Bufflin because I think he's next up in line Just... when it comes to, to quality defensemen.
1: See, here's the thing about uh, Bufflin wanting to go to, go to Toronto. He hates media. He just hates attention in general. This guy is like, he is currently at his lake house, just fishing. Like he just doesn't want to be around people. I don't think Toronto attracts him. Like I, I feel like he would be willing to take a pay cut almost anywhere. Cause he's getting still paid by the Winnipeg jets. He just hates that organization. But that is, that is a media hell for everybody. Right. So he would not, he would not go to Toronto. I can, I can guarantee you that.
0: And that's a good point. I actually never thought about. I I think that's a really good point. So that's why I'm here.
1: I'm here to support you, Chris. I,
0: I appreciate you, Bart. My God, this guy, go follow him on Twitter while you're at it. Okay. So that's a little bit of a preview of what takes we might have coming up in about a month now, because it is almost September, which is crazy that we're still talking about hockey in September, especially with free agency and the playoffs. 2020, man, what, what can I say? <laughs> Speaking of 2020, though, the, the Stars and the Avs are actually making it a series, I think, because as we're recording this right now, the Avs are up five to nothing on Dallas when Dallas looked like they were absolutely in full control of this series. I don't know what's going on. Is this a resurgence by the avalanche? Or is it a little too little too late? With that being said, the Avs are out shooting the Stars almost halfway through the second period, 28 to 7.
1: Dude, it is pure insanity. And and honestly, like, so... All, all, all of these series are three to one, right? But I don't feel like one team is dominating the other. Like, I feel like each series is so close. You know, it's always decided by one goal. Um, they're going to overtime. Uh, I, I think Vegas has, has dominated Vancouver, but but besides them, I feel like it's been so close. Dallas and Colorado is just a different series altogether. Dallas is up 3-1, and they're scoring like five goals a game. Like, what – what is going on? And now Colorado is up five nothing. I think they are feeling the wall pressed behind them, and they know that this like it's it's full steam ahead. They have to win every single game from uh, from here on out, and they're up five nothing.
0: Do you think that this is the way the rest of the series is going to go? Like Colorado now says, like, look, we are a much better team, and I think they're a much better team than this. Dallas. Is not
1: over. It's no, not over. I don't think no so way.
0: either. And to be honest, before this game started, I thought the series was over because Colorado has not looked good. But the thing is, Colorado has looked really good when their backs are against the wall. Like last night, They the, the offense just had another gear in them, especially that last three minutes or so. They ended up scoring, but it was only with like two seconds left or, or something like that. But well, well, it the thing looked is, looked
1: good. A Colorado, like they'll, they'll go up by like – Two three goals, and then they just let off let off the brakes. And Dallas, I mean, well, I, I can't can't remember which game it was, but Colorado two really dumb penalties, and uh, Dallas had a five on three. All of a sudden, the game uh, the, the the score was was three three. Dallas was back in, and they controlled the rest of the way. Won the game, you know. So I mean, Dallas they got to play a full sixty minutes. Um, I mean, they they have the team to, to to compete, and Nathan McKinnon, he is he shouldn't have to because his team is so talented. But he is taking this team, putting it on his back. He has twenty one points right now. Twenty one points, cow. yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But the defense is taking a shit. Cale McCarr is making some rookie mistakes on the defensive side. He's still playing fairly well offensively, but defensively, he's he's making some some rookie mistakes. And Miro Heiskanen all around stud, absolute stud. And here's the thing too, about Dallas is both. I felt like before the playoffs, they were just a defensive team, you know, just score one, two goals, lock it down defensively. Uh, their, their philosophy is taking a complete one eighty. They're Uh, the, the defensemen are joining the rush, which is huge. They're taking chances, you know, and, uh, they're, they they're really not concerned about about the other team having a breakaway on the other side because they they know that they have the skilled players to control the puck which honestly this is what they've been sh- what they should have been doing the entire time
0: it, it's what's worked for them the entire season i don't i don't understand why they they haven't right and and I, and it keeps going back for me to this I think that there are certain teams and certain players that this bubble has really affected. I really do. If this was a normal series, if this was a normal playoffs, I think they look different. It's yeah. just taken some teams a little bit longer to get to that point. And the you pressure know,
1: is off for some of these. And Kudobin's played right. really
0: well. Yeah, he has. He's played out of his mind.
1: Yeah. So uh Grubauer needs to step it up, but but Kudobin.
0: Well Grubauer's out. Oh, that's, that's right. The, you're right.
1: Uh that's uh, another it's, thing. France. Yeah. Or,
0: is it Francose or Seuss?
1: One of the two. I'm not hundred percent sure.
0: Dr. Francus. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid dad joke of the day brought to you by insert your sponsor here. So <laughs> We need support, support, support the podcast, Um, support
1: the dad jokes,
0: support the dad jokes. Let's hear it. Um, No, he, he has been, he's playing, he's playing out of his mind and that's what they need. That's what teams in this bubble need. They need that goaltender to play out of their mind. And the teams that are still in it have had that goaltender play out of their mind. They're no exception.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're ready, I, I'm ready to move on to the uh, to uh, uh, the Islanders and and the Flyers.
0: Holy cow, that's another series I didn't expect.
1: Ah, uh, dude, I mean, talk about uh, the Islanders—they have been—they uh, uh, have been dominating the Flyers. I mean, it's just absolute a defensive clinic. Uh they are a when you when you watch this team, you will always see three Islander defenders near the puck carrier, right? And they're spread out in like a triangle, and they there there's nowhere for them to go. It is it, it it's incredible, and Jordan Eberle, he is so good. I mean that dude can fly, and he's got hands. Combine that with with Barzell and Anders Lee. Uh, like honestly, he's. He's the kind of captain that you want, right? He's super gritty, he just does whatever, uh, whatever he can to help the team win. I mean, I wanted the Flyers to move on. I still kind of do because I hate Islanders fans, but it is it is hard to to to, to hate a team that that just that they just play so well as a team defensively, and they have they have star talent that is not. They're not. They're not a team that has to rely on the system as much, even though they do, because it's Barry Trots. But man, I mean, Philly, yeah, y- y'all needed answers.
0: You, you don't, and I. I, I want to ask you this too. On a scale of, I, I want you to grade his play. A, a couple of the, a couple of these players play, just based on this series, from a to f i know i'm kind of springing this on you this wasn't in the plan but uh Wait the first the-, the first one comes minus carter hart
1: man i wouldn't blame anything Like i he's he's played as best as he possibly could and so i, I won't give him an a because i just think that the the way that that this the Islanders team is so like tic tac toe they the passes are just perfect everyone is just in the right spot, I'll give him a B plus just because like I, I just feel like they're they're starting to get into his head you know, and last game Brian Elliott was was in goal uh, and I'm pretty sure it was just because the the Flyers were playing a back to back game which. Okay, I think they sh- should have left Carter Hart in there. He's still their best opportunity to win. Brian Elliott played fairly well, but I- I- I'd give Carter Hart a plus. I think they're- he could have played a little bit better. I just think that they're a little bit in his head just because like he's, he's pretty much standing on his head, you know, and they're just not winning. But that's, that- that's not his fault. The defense in front of him is just not performing as well. They're just not in the right spot.
0: Okay, with that being said... With not being in the right spot, not playing well, give a grade to their captain, Claude Giroux. Five points in thirteen games. He's a one he's a plus one on the rating scale. I think he is extremely underperforming and it is affecting the Flyers big time.
1: You know, I, I wouldn't say he's underperforming. Really? I just think that that huh. his his expectations are higher. He should be. He's just not not making those plays that make or break the team. You know, you, you obviously I'm am a Hawks fan, so I'm going to bring up Patrick Kane. When Patrick Kane has the puck on his stick, you expect him in in, in times where where the Hawks are down, right? Uh, they're they're losing by one. You're you're looking for Patrick Kane to score you know and i think that's that's what the flyers are looking for i think he does all the right things it's just doing all the right things is not enough
0: he hasn't scored yet
1: it's yeah, been 13 I mean,
0: games you're on the first line you haven't scored yet
1: that is true
0: that's that's my issue with it like yeah that's fair it, he is one of those guys that i think you just expect to perform and but trying to
1: score yeah, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm cutting you off.
0: You're fine. You're fine. And I wasn't going to go too much farther with that. But, like, he's one of those guys. He's your captain. He is – I don't know if you'd reach for his heart and soul of your team, but when that guy isn't playing well, it, it, it gets tough. And here's a stat for you, too. He has only scored one point in this entire series with the Islanders. And he is a zero plus minus. He is an even plus minus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trying to find your, uh, your, your, your shot against the Islanders is, is absolutely no easy task. Cause they just, they, they don't allow quality chances. Um, and if you're struggling to score already, uh, it's probably not going to happen against the Islanders. But as I said, like he, he does the little things, you know, but, as you also said, he's your captain. You need him to score, and he's, he's not doing that.
0: See, when you say I, – I, like I like the idea of you bringing up the little things. He does do the little things right, and that is important. If you're a fourth liner, like, I don't understand that, though. Like, I'm glad that he's still doing the ticky-tack plays. Like, he's still being Claude Giroux. But at some point, you gotta be the captain. You gotta yeah. be the first line, the first line, the first line guy.
1: Yeah, the first and line
0: center. Like you are the guy. You gotta put it in the net at some point. And if you're not, you better be setting people setting people up.
1: What they need, they need some greasy goals. They need more greasy goals. They just need a, they, they need to get it in, in front of whoever's playing in the net, Farlamov. Rice, get, get in front, just start shooting pucks at the net and just cause chaos. Because right now, the Islanders, it, it literally just looks like they're running a practice against the Flyers, you know? Defense, they just look crisp, right? Like there's yeah. just no holes, right? That it, it looks like that they're playing against uh, uh, a junior team or something, you know, just, just a practice. And then when they're transitioning to offense – clean, perfect. No need for breakaways. They just get in the zone, nice and easy, tic-tacs, score. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: They, they need to cause some chaos, and it hasn't really been their game, but that's what they gotta do, because uh, Knepke hasn't scored either. <laughs>
0: There is Tampa Bay just put it in. They're going to the conference finals.
1: Wow, dude.
0: Boston's out. So the two I mean, teams that were in the Stanley Cup final last year
1: eliminated are gone. How about that?
0: Wow. And uh, Marshand uh, isn't crying this year. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there.
1: I mean, he he, he probably still is.
0: Oh, I'm sure at some point, yeah.
1: Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I said before the playoffs started, I really like the Lightning this year. They're just the, – they're really a different team. Um, but they still have the ability to score goals at will, and now they have that physicality in the back end, in the forward positions. I, I, I'm feeling it, dude. I think it's, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting because I think we're going to play the Islanders next. You know, oh boy, that now, series.
0: Now I don't know who's get who got credit for the goal uh, right now. Um, it looked like it might have been Victor Hedman, but I think something to note, especially if you are a a very superstitious hockey fan like both Bart and I are, Patrick Maroon was at the front of the net. He was at the front of the net just like he was with St. Louis last year to score the game winning goal. And I think it would be crazy if Patrick Maroon gets credit with the game winning goal in both second round series, clinching games right there. So like, if you're superstitious, you might look at that and say, okay, well it happened last year for St. Louis. Why can't it happen to another blue team in Tampa Bay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) you really have to change colors but yeah i mean you you talk about patrick maroon tough guy to move and and he knows his role he knows what 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 every team needs him to do is stand in front of the goalie and not move don't no one no one can move that guy he's a big guy and I mean, he, he doesn't have the greatest hands, but like the second that he gets the puck in the corner, he's passing it off. He knows exactly where where it needs to go. You know, he he's not, he's not that, that skilled, but he just, he knows where the puck has to go. He does what his skills allow him to. And he's a big body stays in front of the net, can't get moved. And as you said, dude, same position. I mean, that's, that's crazy.
0: So let's talk about that. Right before we wrap up this episode, now that we know Tampa Bay is in the conference final, I, does that does that affect your your pick at all
1: to, no, to I mean, go to the I, final? I, I, I expect them to go all the way. I and I'm and I'm sticking with it. And each series that they're playing in proves it. Um, Boston, I think they're a very similar team to Tampa, and tampa tampa beat them i'm really curious on how i because I'm, I'm pretty much giving up the flyers at this point like they're just they're just they just can't score against the islanders um and Ooh,
0: sorry to interrupt you but speaking of can't scoring i mean that's not
1: that's the words. complete
0: opposite of it but the Dallas Stars just scored. It's five to one, and that means I just won my over bet. So pretty proud of that. Anyway, <laughs> go go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, man, dude, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the Islanders that they're gonna have to face. And you know, can can they match up defensively? Can they break the Islanders' defense? Right? Because I think Varlamov is a solid goalie. I think his success is a product of what's in front of him, which I think that was proven with, you know, they were, Robin Leonard was like, Hey, I want a longer term deal. Like, ah, you know what? Then we'll just go with Farlamov then. And Farlamov goes in, plays fantastic. Right. So I think it's the system and I think Vasilevsky's a better goalie, but I'm curious, Max. I think I think Philly is a similar team to Tampa, right? They they have they have skill. They're fairly deep. Uh, the defense is definitely not as good as as Tampa's, and they have a pretty they, they have a stud goalie. Carter Hart's a stud. So man, that's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing matchup.
0: So I want to think about something because I I like to think about scenarios like this. But that just means that either Tampa, Philly, or the Islanders are going to be in the Cup final. Yeah, that I, I like to think of that like, wow, that's kind of that's kind of crazy to think about.
1: It is really weird, and I mean, I did I really didn't think the the Islanders were going to be able to score enough to 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 get far, but they're they're doing it. They they can score, they can score. They they have the guys to do it. So. They're doing fine. And it's it's going to be exciting. The Eastern Conference Finals. Honestly, I'm not sure if the winner is going to come out of the West anymore. You know, I, I, I remember uh, – well, I, I picked the Lightning to win, but we, we all we all thought the talent was better in the West.
0: So, I don't know, if, it's, man. if it's a West Final for me, if it's a West Final of Colorado – in Vegas, because I still think Colorado's the better team than Dallas. Think they, gonna, play, they they haven't played like it, but I'm just saying, if Colorado yeah. and Vegas meet in the West Final, I think the winner, I think the Cup winner is coming out of the West. If it's not, then that means Dallas has a at least a chance to make it to the Cup Final. I don't think they beat any team that's left in the East. But I they're here now, so like... I don't know, man. It's hockey. I love it. I just love the parody of it.
1: Same dude. And we haven't talked about Vegas and Vancouver yet. I mean, I think Vegas is like that series will be over soon.
0: I agree. Yeah. And that's why I didn't really bring it up because I think I'm sorry if you're a Vancouver fan that's listening to this, it shows that we do have a, a pretty decent audience of Vancouver fans that listen to this, but I I really hate to tell you I I think this is where where it ends. They're just too deep and they're they're wow. showing bright spots. I think Vancouver Absolutely. has an extremely bright future. Vancouver it played just, with a lot of heart. It's just not this year. Yeah. You got a good future. I'd be really excited for the future. I just don't <sighs> think it's going to be this time. Patterson, around. Pedersen is Patterson, so good. Pedersen. Horvat. Yeah. I, I think I think Markstrom's your big question right now, whether he's coming back or not.
1: But if yeah, he that'll does, be important.
0: but if he does, very bright future.
1: And Quinn Hughes really needed this playoffs. I think it was really important yep. for his development because he's really good, but he's just been pushed around a lot. He's and, a guy and,
0: who will get stronger. He's a guy who's going to develop. But yeah, he he was a big target on my back type of guy and it really yeah. showed with some of the phys- more physical guys that, that they've played against like with the Blues the David Perons uh, with Vegas, the Ryan Reeves the whole team um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think part of his development is just going get, to get bigger, going to get stronger he's going to be a good defenseman, Vancouver you got a window I think they've you're about to have some a window good stuff. yeah so I want to talk about one last thing before we wrap this up. Toronto sends guys Barry Gavin into Pittsburgh for a first. What is Pittsburgh doing? Like you I know, get you, get you, I get you want your guy, but for a first, a first, I don't get that. It's the fifteenth pick in a deep draft, like.
1: And I agree, I don't know, man. But how long do you really think Sidney Crosby has?
0: Um, he's more than a point per game guy still. I think he's still got a few years left.
1: He's got a few years, but when you, when you consider the 15th pick, okay. He's definitely not playing next year. He's definitely not, uh, Sidney Crosby's 33. Okay. So, so think about this. You have the 15th overall pick, um, He's definitely not going to play next year. he might play the following year maybe uh, and then he still needs like two two maybe three years to, to develop into a solid solid player. you know obviously there, there's the outliers that that you know uh, that may come out of out of this draft uh, around the 15th pick but Sid he's gonna be 34 next year dude. You know, that window is closing. Kapanen can help them out now. He is a fast guy. He can play on the PK. Um, you know, I mean, the issue is that he really can't score. <laughs> uh, and, and Pittsburgh still needs some help defensively. And honestly, their goalie situation is, is a huge question mark. Murray wasn't great. Jari, I mean, maybe there's something there, but I don't know. I don't know, dude.
0: I don't, I don't either. I, I, I just don't understand it, it the sense. first pick. I just, or, or the first round pick. Yeah. Like, I just, cause I don't, when you look at trade value, you have to say, is this player going to be worth in the time that it takes to develop him into what you're getting back? I don't think Kasperi Kapanen is a first round type of guy. I think he's a, he's a third, maybe a second. He's not a first though, but I think he has the upside of a first, but what? He's 23 now. Yeah. yeah I believe you, when so. you think that you're starting to see what he's about by now. Yeah. But the thing about it is this is Toronto so here's my hot take. Kasperi Kapanen becomes a first-line type of guy because he leaves Toronto. Because that's just what happens to the Maple Leafs. I'm sorry, Maple Leafs fans. Maybe, but... <laughs> no, that's complete s- speculation. But I yeah. I just don't see the first-round value. Congrats to Toronto for getting a first-round pick.
1: Absolutely. I think I think Toronto won. It, it, it makes sense to me why Pittsburgh would want to do it, but I think Toronto oh, me too. yeah. They, they have cap space now. They clearly have to make moves on defense. Um, and, and now, now they, actually, they actually have space now. Yep. They have space to make moves. So And, they have, man, and man. I was
0: just about to say, now they have that room for a yep. guy potentially named Alex Petrangelo. Thank you guys for joining us for episode number 32. Let us know what you think about some of our takes. Please be sure to follow us on all social media accounts. That's a whole two count them, two accounts itm pod on both instagram and twitter be sure to follow those for daily content let us know what you think be sure to give us a rating on spotify itunes apple podcasts or wherever you decide to download your podcast. appreciate the support guys again we'll see you this weekend
1: ace from the dream team